Hello. Wow, that was a bad clap. We want to try that one again? Yeah. <laughs> Three, two, one. Hello. Wow, what is. We just. Is there a delay on the audio or something? I, I had to skip between I mean, there is for me. On your end. Okay, yeah. that's probably not helping then. Is the connection bad? You sound fine now. Okay. All right, I'm going to try counting down one more time. Here we go. Three, two, one. Hello, and welcome to Let's Place. I am your host, Luke, and I'm joined by just Crystal and uh, Chelsea, who's always here. Hi, Crystal. Hi, Chelsea. Hello. Game of the 2020s. Game of the 2020s. It's time to start deciding it now. No, it's not. I don't think we have any 2020 games to place this time. We have no guests, because I didn't feel like having guests this time. Sometimes you just want a lower-key episode. Don't yell at me. I thought about there were a lot of theme episodes we could do. I thought about doing a Super Bowl episode where we placed five Madden games, but then the Super Bowl passed us by, so that's not happening. It's always next year that I can annoy people with that bad idea. Uh, and it's Valentine's Day Could do like some love games But no, no, I just hit random on Moby games Like the old days Dating simulators What's that, Chelsea? The dating simulators, those are, those are love that's games That's true, that's true uh, Because we have no guests, you know Sometimes those run a little short Which means, Crystal, I can just waste some time up top Asking you, how's Pathologic? You've been playing Pathologic too, what do you think? Let's I, talk Well, I got up to... Uh, the night between day five and six on the Xbox. Okay. Then I hit a bug that okay. completely uh, halted my progress. Nice. So I started over on PC. Wait, did you hit a bug? I thought you just like got yourself into an unwinnable state. Where like, uh, no, I got stuck in the theater and the it wouldn't play, so I just starved to death endlessly. Oh, cool. Neat. Yeah. Uh, so then I restarted on the PC and I beat the prologue. <laughs> then I haven't gotten back to it. I gotcha. How how were you liking the first half of the it's game? One of the best games ever made. Hell yeah, it is. High five. Anyway, uh, I like it. It's good, and I'm glad you like it too. I, I thought it might be a place where our tastes lined up, and I'm glad to be right. I'm always glad to be right. This is going nowhere. Let's talk about the games I picked out. Uh, we are going to be talking about Pudge, Maze, Ma Maze Wars Plus. Golf Adventure Galaxy, Hard Reset, and from our listener suggestions, Brain Age, Train Your Brain in Minutes a Day. So I guess let's start with whatever the hell Pudge is. Pudge is a single-player Sokoban-style puzzle game. It was originally developed and released on the Atari ST. The story behind the game is that the game, or the story behind the game is that the nasty Nagoons have been using Pudge's home planet, Stacia, as a dumping ground for all their radioactive waste. As Pudge, the player is faces with 32 screens filled with radioactive earth, radiation canisters, time bombs, Nagoons, and more, which must be cleaned up. As each level is cleared, the player is given a password so that they can start the game for the next level when they return to it. The game plays in a window. It can be played with either the keyboard or a joystick. Has no save game function. So that's that's Pudge. Gonna be honest, did not read anything about it. Uh, did not realize it was just a block pusher. I just saw the name Pudge and got excited <laughs> by it. 
The screenshots look like a mess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so ugly. <laughs> it's not. Uh, it's not the most beautiful game I've ever seen. You control Pudge using the cursor keys or a joystick as he journeys through 32 screens, making each one safe. You got radioactive earth, anti-radiation crystals, time bombs, nagoons, radiation canisters. Yeah, that's not good. It does. It's bad. It looks bad. 32 block pushing puzzles does not sound like a particularly rich game. I like the the nuclear toast. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like uh, uranium toast. This came out in 1995. Block-pushing puzzles were already such a thing in Zelda by that point. Like, wait, 1995? Are you yeah, fucking you kidding me? This is like a one-person <laughs> indie game. Like, all right, okay. I, sure. I feel like we've we've been decalibrated by all these theme episodes where we place good games that we can't yeah. appreciate a good old-fashioned <laughs> random Atari ST indie game. Mm, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I just feel like, you know, I understand these being a genre of games from, like, the 80s or, you know, yeah. But, I don't know. This seems slight. And, yeah, you're right. It probably was made. Yeah, it was made by one person. A.J. Cook. You know what? A.J. Cook, I'm not going to be mean. I'm going to be nice. Oh, this is specifically the Windows 3.x version. So, maybe the original Pudge is older. I'm trying to look into that. I'm going to just type Pudge into Moby Games and see what I get. Pudge. This is the only version on Moby Games. Hmm, interesting. Well, they have the uh, the email did... of Damon Chaplin who ported this game, so you can ask him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all right, so it was ported to Windows in 1995. The Atari ST version, probably older. When did the Atari ST come out? Wikipedia says 1985. That makes... Way more sense. Alright. Well, why don't we place this game and see see what we think of it. Uh, let me open up the old Let's Place.exe. And we have 630 games, right? Yeah. Oh, it's so nice that if something breaks on this episode, I don't have a crowd of dozens of people to watch as everything falls apart in my hands. God, that was a stressful episode. <laughs> Yeah. Who'd have thought the fifth live show would be the hardest? Anyway, this is starting at game number 315. Crystal, how does Pudge compare to You Don't Know Jack Volume 3, the classic trivia game starring Cookie Masterson, the guy everybody likes but me? It's gotta be Cookie. All right. It's Cookie. <laughs> yeah, Chelsea, you voting Jack? No, I'm just asking what's wrong with Cookie. I just find his style of comedy a little grating. I like block pushing. <laughs> is, that, is that a vote for Pudge? Uh, yeah. Alright. You know, I'm also gonna vote Pudge just because I like saying Pudge with weird affectations. That, that, that's, that uh, doesn't come from the text of the game. That is entirely something you have added. Oh, it comes from the text of the game. The text right on the box, Crystal. There is no box. Well, the title screen, then. Yeah, you but know it's what I pronounced mean. Pudge. It's not pronounced Pudge. Yeah, but by being named Pudge, it, in, it 
inspires my imagination to think of the most fucked up way to say a four-letter word. Five-letter word. Counting is easy. I'm voting for Pudge, and that's that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Chelsea, how does Pudge compare to Image Fight 2 Operation Deep Striker? Uh, a scrolling shooter. It's got some, like, anime cutscenes. There's, like, a big brain you fight. You know, the huge. What's it called? Image Fight 2 Operation Deep Striker. What number is it? Uh, number 157. 157. Yeah. Uh, come back to me. All right. Crystal, how about you? I love anime pixel art, so it's got to be Image Fight 2. Okay. Okay. Chelsea, I'm coming back to you. Image Fight definitely looks better. Okay. Yeah, that. All right. Image Fight takes it. Oh, boy. Which means that Pudge. <laughs> and that's saying something. <laughs> I'm looking at a screenshot. Yeah? Uh, hang on. Let me put it in. The Skype. All right, let's take a look at what I can find what the you've, what window. You're bringing to us, what do we got? Oh yeah! Oh wow! <laughs> oh, she's got a seven head. <laughs> she has such a big head and such a tiny face. And the bridge of her nose is so long. Yeah. <laughs> her mouth is so tiny. Her mouth is the size of her iris. <laughs> or not her iris, like her the, the thing inside your iris, the white of your eye in the middle there. Wow. All right. Uh, Pudge moves down to number what was this? Number two thirty six. Uh, Crystal, how does it compare to Narcosis, uh, a twenty seventeen game about surviving the horror at the sunless depths of the Pacific Ocean? Oh, this is that scary game where you troll the bottom of the ocean. The bottom of the ocean is scary. I'm going to vote for Narcosis. All right. Uh, Chelsea? Uh, I posted one more picture of that anime girl. Oh, wow. Her hair is so huge. Her hair is huge. This is a better picture. <laughs> it's... I love her. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, the block pushing. Okay. If you look at where her hair is parted... Like, yeah. think about what the shape of her head must be if her scalp is just yeah. below that. I imagine her head is just shaped like a like a ca pill capsule. And her face is on the bottom half of it. She she looks like a xenomorph with a hairdo. That's <laughs> like, it's not symmetrical, even. Maybe she's just wearing, like, three wigs. <laughs> just piled on top of each other. Yeah. <sighs> Alright, uh, that's a tie. I like Narcosis. I'll give it to Narcosis, uh, which means Pudge is moving down to number 275. Uh, Chelsea, how does Pudge compare to Picross 3D, the 3D puzzling game? Uh, you know, it's Picross, but with an extra dimension to it. You make cute little birds and shit. Well, it's, we got two puzzle games here, and I definitely love P-Cross. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. P-Cross 3D is uh, way too low on this list. Yeah, boy, it needs uh, some reevaluation, I I'm think. voting for <laughs> No one tell Jason how low it is. Uh, Pudge is moving down to number 295. Crystal, how does it compare to Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus? 
one of the most recent games in the Wolfenstein franchise where you got to liberate America from the Nazis in an alternate history time. Yeah, it was cool how they made a game and then they made like a really weird, shitty third act. Uh huh. So I, I think Pudge is probably good throughout, so I'll vote for it. I, you know what? I don't know if it's good throughout. I suspect it is consistent throughout. <laughs> uh, Chelsea, how about you? What was it up against? Wolfenstein 2, the new right. Colossus. Pudge. I, I don't know if I've talked about this on this podcast. The The end of that, like, series has got to be Wolfenstein, the new castle. Right, Crystal? Like, there's no other good title for it. You think they're going to build a new castle, Wolfenstein? Yeah, I think it's going to be Wolfenstein. Because, like, Hitler's dying at the end of 2, right? I think it's going to be... They've set up all their weird shit where the Nazis have, like, space colonies. It's going to be, oh, Mecha Hitler has built a new castle on Mars or something. And it's going to be Wolfenstein 3, the new castle. Well, Hitler died off screen in uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood. Right, right, but I think that Wolfenstein Youngblood is going to be, like... I think it's going to flash back and fill in the timeline between 2 and Youngblood. You're saying they're going to build Castle Wolfenstein 2 on the moon. Or, like, Saturn or some shit. Or Mercury. They haven't been to Mars, right? They went to Venus in 2. I forget because I didn't actually play it. I just heard people talk about it. But yeah, they went to some other planet. I think it was Mars in 1, Venus in 2. No, Moon in 1, Venus in 2. There's the Moon so in Mars in 3. Maybe they'll cross Mars over Mars in 3 Doom. and then have some hints that... Yeah, it has... Like, I would say don't explicitly cross over with Doom, but drop some hints that make, like, some Easter eggs that make them the same No, I universe. think you should have the Icon of Sin plastered on the face of Castle Wolfenstein. All right, also works. I don't care. Let's move on. Chelsea, did you vote Wolfenstein or Pudge? Pudge. All right, Pudge wins and moves up to number 285. Chelsea, how does it compare to History Ice Road Truckers? Uh, I believe this was a mobile game based on the History Channel's hit series Ice Road Truckers. Oh, oh no, it was, it was on yeah. PlayStation 3, excuse me, and PSP and PS Vita. I, for- I forgot that was on this list. <laughs> uh, Pudge. All right, uh, Crystal. Uh, I like history. I'll vote for Ice Road Truckers. All right, yeah, I'm going with the uh, indie game Labor of Love over the the uh, corporate shit out quick buck game. I'm going for Pudge, which moves it to 280. Crystal, how does it compare to Burnstar? The fuck is Burnstar? That was one on the episode I hosted. Oh, okay. That's why I don't recognize it. Why it's not like drilled into my brain in the same way. Burnstar is a challenging, fast-paced action puzzle game that puts both your brains and your finger brains to the test. Wow, what? (laughs) Both your brains and your finger brains. Use explosives to incinerate the work sites and installations of Evil Inc. Okay, this is ringing a bell. So it's, in some ways, you might say it's a a successor to, uh, to games such as Pudge. Chelsea, what's better, Pudge or Burnstar? I like looking at Burnstar way more, so I'm going to yeah. vote for Burnstar. All right. Yeah, I'm Crystal. really into the design of the Burnstar guys, where they're wearing a gas mask, but, like, the front tube of the gas mask is a flamethrower. 
That's pretty okay. cool. Yeah. So I'm voting Burnstar. All right, Burnstar takes it. And Pudge moves down to 282. Crystal, how does it compare to the Black Eyed Peas experience? A uh, This is a Connect Dance game start featuring all your favorite Black Eyed Peas hits. Man, remember the Connect? That was <laughs> yeah, this decade. Yeah, I do. No, it, it sure wasn't. Was. It was last decade. Well, the Xbox One Connect was this decade. No, that was that was done by 2020. Come on. Oh right, I forgot that. Right. <laughs> you forgot what year it was. Yeah, I forgot we're in a new decade now. <laughs> uh, Black Eyed Peas. A new connectless decade. <laughs> maybe, maybe this crazy world of ours can finally turn itself around. Now that we've put the Kinect well, okay, behind do you, us. Do you think the Xbox Series X will be compatible with the Kinect? They won't make a new one, obviously, I... but we'll take the old one. No, obviously not. I think, I mean, it seems like they're really going hard on backwards compatibility this time. I can imagine they release a USB dongle adapter for the Kinect. I don't think they're wasting space on the thing for a Kinect port. That makes sense. That's that's my guess. Uh, all right. Yeah, you said Black Eyed Peas. Mm-hmm. Chelsea? Pudge. All right. I am also going to vote Pudge, uh, which moves it to 281 for one last ranking. Chelsea, how does it compare to Team? It's Team, the soccer game. Also for the Atari ST. With just the best title screen ever made. That Dragon Age Inquisition title screen is cool, but fucking team, man. Just the boys having a nice day. <laughs> Look at these fucking boys. Uh, I I think I'd rather play Pudge. All right. But I do love team. All right. Uh, Crystal. Team. Yeah. I'm also going for team. It looks way nicer than Pudge on the same hardware. Uh, which means that Pudge is placed at number 282, directly above the Black Eyed Peas experience, directly below Team. Congratulations to Pudge for nothing, really. You're, you're placed. You have a completely mediocre spot on the list. It's above average. Like, barely above average. And we are now moving on to... Maze Wars Plus. Uh, according to Moby Games, this is... Uh, this can't. This was made by. Uh, oh, it was released on Macintosh oh. in 1986. Uh, this is a version of the very first 3D first-person shooter ever made around 1973 on the MLAX PDS-1 mainframe computer at the NASA Ames Research Center in California. Uh, that's cool. Neat. <laughs> and it was the first real time. Wait, hold on. Is the original Maze Wars on Moby Games? Hold on. Uh. I like the select your appearance screen. I am uh, punting on this. We're not doing Maze Wars Plus. We're doing Maze War 1974 because that's cooler. Maze War. Okay, I hope it still has the same appearance selection. Uh, it probably doesn't. It's got similar. There's only one image of it. Oh, wait. Was it printed on? This must just be a printout of the... Wow, okay, there's exactly one original printed screenshot of Maze War that to let us know what it looked like. 
That's awesome. Wow. Is it? Yeah. Okay. It's a weird mystery game. Uh, anyway, yeah, let's see what they've got to say about this. Maze War, or for short, Maze, is a networked multiplayer first-person shooter game and a contender for the first such game ever created, together with Spasim. Initially programmed for the IMLAC PDS-1 mainframe linked together in an Ethernet, it was later playable over ARPANET hosted on a PDP-10 mainframe and ported to Xerox Altos. <laughs> yes! Hey, Luke, is there, like, a link for this? Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, let me get that for you. <laughs> One sec. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. I'm gonna look at it. Uh, here you go. Posted it in our chat. Uh, each player in the game is shown a first-person 3D wireframe maze and a top-down view of the same maze, showing only the player's current position. Players must try to find opponents and shoot them. Players can peek around corners to see what is there without being spotted themselves. That is wild that a game like that existed in 1974. How did this not come up on our game of the 70s? <laughs> this kicks ass. Like, it was probably on one of the lists I looked up. It must have But been. I just ignored it because it's called Maze War. Yeah, or The Maze Game also. Yeah, or The Maze Game. So yeah, we just didn't pay attention to it. The, this one <laughs> scan of a paper printout of a screenshot that's all folded up, and it is just a wireframe hallway with a floating black ball with an eyeball in it. Well, <laughs> this rules! I mean, it does rule, but the thing is, you couldn't play it unless you worked at the NASA Ames Research Center. I mean, that is true, yes. I'll give you that. Which is why they ported yeah, it to Mac maze, in Maze War Plus. Was, that's right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, I guess let's figure out where this weird old NASA game belongs on this list. Uh, it is starting at number 315, which I will find. Oh, Chelsea, are you editing the... Uh... No, I'll do it. Never mind, sorry. Ba -ba -ba -ba, edit link. Having some problems. With Google Sheets, it's fine. Everything's fine. So, so which version are we judging here? Because Wikipedia lists quite a I, few. I'm judging whatever one is represented by this Moby Games page that I uh, read. This represents uh, the NASA mainframe one and the one at MIT and the other one at MIT and the Xerox one. All right. That's it then. Okay. All four of those? All four of them. Uh, listen, yeah, when we're, when we're done ranking every individual title, we will go back and rank ports. This is no different than, like, are we talking about the Sega Street Fighter or the SNES Street Fighter? The answer's both. Okay. <laughs> and I know there's differences, and it doesn't matter unless someone demands we differentiate them. Uh, anyway, we're starting at... That's a dangerous thing to tell people. If you yeah, demand no. it, we'll do it. No. I'm saying, like, well, what happened with Final Fight Guy way back when? Odds are I'm going to ignore you if you want it done. But sometimes, you catch me in the right mood, maybe we can do something. We're starting with the fabulous Screech. It's a piece of interactive fiction all done with colored pencil sketches of a magical dream cat who gives you a tour of his life and your life and it meditates on the finality of the, 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 the you know 
finite nature of human lives. It's all right. I like it. Chelsea, is that better or worse than Maze War? Um, give it a Maze War. All right, Crystal. Maze War. All right, Maze War is moving up to the top half of the list. Crystal, how does it compare to number 158? Uh, Blair Witch Volume 1, Rustin Parr, a game about the Blair Witch mythos that involves a guy named Rustin Parr, I guess. Is that true? Yeah, I think that name comes up in the movie at some point. Every time I hear, he was Rustin like the original Parr, guy who disappeared Rustin in the woods piece. or something, or maybe he was the original witch. I don't fucking know. Uh, my vote was for Maze War. Okay, Chelsea. Maze. All right, Maze War takes it and moves up to number seventy-nine. Uh, Chelsea, how does it compare to Breakout? It's Breakout. You know what Breakout is. I refuse to explain it. I love Breakout. I'm voting Breakout. All right. Crystal. Did you know Maze War is the first time anyone modified a game client to cheat at a game? And the first time the source code was encrypted to prevent that. That's cool. Maze War. All right. Yeah, I'll also go for Maze War with that little tidbit. Neato. Uh, that moves Maze War up to 39. <coughs> Crystal, how does it compare to We Know the Devil, the interactive fiction game about teens at, I think, a Christian summer camp? I should really get around to that one. Maze War. Chelsea, how about you? Well, you know. Uh-huh. We Know the Devil. <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite. All right. <laughs> That's all I got. Yeah. I... Mm, there's, like, no possibility. We know the devil is definitely better written than Maze War and definitely has probably better artwork for, you know, whatever. I, I don't know how much artwork it is or how text-heavy it is. But Maze War is pretty fucking cool is the thing. I think, I think I'm, hmm. No, I'm going to go with We Know oh, the Devil. Oh, man. I'm sorry. Uh, Maze War moves to 59. Uh, Crystal, no, Chelsea, how does it compare to Assassin's Creed Brotherhood? Possibly the best Assassin's Creed? At least one of the better ones. Assassin's Creed. All right. Yeah, I'll vote for the third best Assassin's Creed. Okay. That was, (laughs) it's what, Odyssey and what else under it? No, sorry, it's it's the second best. Oh, no, oh, four is above it, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, Assassin's Creed wins, and Maze War drops to 69. Uh, Crystal, how does it compare to Kid Dracula, a Game Boy Castlevania game starring a little baby Dracula boy as kind of a fun parody of Castlevania? Maze War. Chelsea. Uh, I'll give it to Maze Game. All right, Maze War beats Kid Dracula and moves up to 64. Chelsea, how does uh, Maze War compare to Street Fighter, another, like, original game? The first ever fighting game, probably. I'm not bothering to double-check that. Street Fighter. Crystal. Maze War. I like fighting games better than shooters. I'll go for Street Fighter. Which moves Maze War down to 66. Uh, Crystal, how does it compare to The Elder Scrolls IV Oblivion, one of your favorite games? Damn, this is one of my favorite games. 
but <laughs> you wouldn't get Oblivion without Ultimate Underworld, and you wouldn't get Ultimate Underworld yeah. without Wizardry, and you wouldn't get Wizardry without Maze War. So I gotta vote Maze War. Okay. All right, Chelsea. Um, Maze War. All right, Maze War takes it and moves up to sixty-five. Chelsea, how does it compare to Colossal Cave Adventure, another, like, seminal game, arguably the first ever text adventure? Colossal Cave Adventure. Maze War. I think I'm also going to give it to Maze War. Uh, In which which place Maze War is cased. What? Don't worry about it. I said in which case Maze War No, I damn it. I said the words backward was the problem. <laughs> in which case Maze War's placed. Okay. Yes. Yeah, you said it bad. That's right. I said in which Oh, I thought you were saying it like that as a joke. I said it like that I started to say it like that wrong accidentally, and then I thought it was funny, so I leaned into it. And then I tried to deliberately do it wrong again, but fucked up and did it right on accident. And that's the story of what just happened. Anyhow, we're moving on to game number three. This one is called Golf Adventure Galaxy. Uh, Golf Adventure Galaxy is a game of mini-golf taking place among the most common sci-fi elements. Asteroids, stations, planets, temples of the ancient civilizations, and so on. I feel like one of those doesn't belong, but okay. The game features a total of five unique worlds, each with its own appearance and style. Each of the the aforementioned worlds is comprised of four levels, with the goal of each being to deliver a ball into a socket in a limited amount of strikes. The number of strikes available varies per three difficulty settings. While the obvious challenge of the game is to guide the ball through the scenery, Gag uh, provides additional obstacles not that often encountered in other mini-golf games. At different points in the game, the player may be required to shoot the cannon with the ball, play a breakout clone, avoid asteroids with the spaceship, activate different types of machinery, defeat the boss-like enemy by meeting additional conditions. All those challenges are seamlessly integrated into the usual gameplay of a mini-golf game. Also, as most of the other mini-golf games, Gag offers a multiplayer mode for two players in the selected levels of the single-player campaign. Sometimes the bad writing on these Moby Games pages makes me sound like I am, like, my brain is an overheated car that's slowly falling apart as I'm trying to drive it. (laughs) This is is like the Nier of golf games. Yeah, uh (laughs) uh-huh. It's exactly like the Nier of golf games. At the end of the game, it asks if you want to destroy your golf ball in order to save your daughter. I actually really love the art style of this. I'm kind of into it, yeah. yeah. I, I like this labyrinth one. It's all like chrome. That's cool. I oh wow, boss fight number one. This lava man. Whoo! All right. <laughs> There's just like a robot metal man. He's like all chrome, but then he's red because he's reflecting the lava, and he's got the worst face. And you got to shoot a golf ball right into that gob. Is this screenshot number nine? Oh. Th- well, Possibly? There's whole lore here. There's like lore dumps between oh. each level. What's the lore? Uh, when this moon was first visited by the Australian ship Prospect 6 in April 2208, 
Just before the ship disappeared without a trace, this lonely and cold desert moon was dominated by a race called the Nargons. And it goes on. Level 1, the Canon of wow. Souls. <laughs> the Canon of Souls? The, the shamans of a local tribe used this cannon to shoot souls across what they named Fugor, the Great Lake of Fire. Damned souls would fall in the lake. The pure souls rose on the wings of piety to the other side. We must take this Holy test. Shit. Only a soul of great purity can enter the Great Pyramid. What the fuck? This rules! <laughs> so the goal follows your soul. The goal is your soul! Wow. I wow. Love, this cover art is also amazing. Just this sassy astronaut with a golf club. This kicks ass. <laughs> I love this stupid fucking game. <laughs> Inside this colossal structure is nothing other than the secrets of the universe. The space-time coordinates of our destination oh, are inscribed on the inside of the mouth of the golden statue of Galzagoth. Great. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> Crystal, is uh, Golf Adventure Galaxy better or worse than Final Fight for the SNES? Uh, a side-scrolling baller. Golf Adventure. <laughs> Chelsea? Probably golf, but what was the other one? It's a side-scrolling brawler. You play as uh, not Guy in this version. You play as Cody or Mayor Mike Hagar, who's a wrestleman. Uh, yeah, golf. Yeah, all right. Uh, that moves Golf Adventure Galaxy up to 157. Uh, Chelsea, how does it compare to Garfield? A game where you have to clean up Garfield's house before John Arbuckle gets home and yells at you. When the fuck did we place this? Oh, recent, like within the last year. Golf. All right. I don't remember Garfield at all. Yeah. Crystal. Golf Adventure Galaxy. I think Garfield was like right after the PAX West panel. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, golf moves up to 78. Uh, Crystal, how does it compare to Nino Kuni 2 Revenant Kingdom? Uh, JRPG, where one of the party members is the is an American president. This game got weirdly high. How did this get so high? <laughs> like, I don't think it's awful or anything, but it's I don't know if it's top 100 material either. People like it. I guess people liked it. I don't know. But my vote is for golf. Anyway. Yeah. Chelsea? Um, golf. All right. Uh, golf Adventure Galaxy. What's up, I guess? Uh, Nino Kuni 2. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Moves to number 40. Chelsea, how does it compare to Assassin's Creed Odyssey? A game you were really into for, like, the first five hours and then kind of got bored of. I don't know if I got bored. Okay. I think what happened was I got overwhelmed. Oh, I see. Like, uh, I, I I, don't... It was a while ago, but I just feel like I remember, like, a lot of things happening at once and, like, a lot of things, like, opening up for me at once and, like, got a little overwhelmed. I see, I see. Which way do you um, vote? Uh, sassy. All right. Crystal. Odyssey is definitely too big, which is not a criticism I would usually make, but that game is is just ridiculously huge. I'm voting for golf. Uh-huh. All right. I am also voting for golf, uh, which moves Golf Adventure Galaxy up to number 20. Uh, Chelsea, how does it compare? no, Crystal, how does it compare to Mother 3? The cult hit Game Boy Advance uh, JRPG that notoriously never released in the United States. Mother 3. 
Okay. Chelsea? Um, Mother 3. All right, yeah, Mother 3 takes it, uh, which moves Golf Adventure Galaxy down to number 30. Chelsea, how does it compare to Tokyo Jungle, a post-apocalyptic game where you play as a Pomeranian in an overgrown city just trying to survive, and as you do, you unlock a whole bunch of other animals to play as, including the greatest animal of all, which is man. Tokyo ju- uh, Jungle. Crystal. Golf Adventure Galaxy. I should break out my PS3 and make you play some Tokyo Jungle sometime, Chelsea. Yes. <laughs> God, these are both good. Uh, Crystal, why did you vote for golf? I love the art style. I love the lore. And I just like playing golf games. Yeah, yeah. I also love the art style and the lore. I feel like I love the idea of golf games. But then when I actually play them, I'm always disappointed. And I never really... I always feel like, well, I don't know what I expected other than this. And yet, this disappoints me. That's... The last time I tried a golf game was Golf Story, and that was, like, I was kind of into it until it asked me to do golfing. And I was like, oh, never mind, actually. I'm good. Uh, So I think I'm going to go for Tokyo Jungle. Uh, Which moves Golf Story, or not Golf Story, Golf Adventure Galaxy, which is a way better title, down to 35. Crystal, how does it compare to Halo 2, another game that you love? Well, it's got to be Halo 2. All right, Chelsea. Luke, can I derail this for a second and Absolutely. ask how you feel about, like, real-life mini-golf? Uh, what was that about real-life mini-golf? How, how do you feel about it? Uh, it's alright. I've gone a couple times. It's it's a decent time. Okay. Yeah. Uh, to Halo. Alright, yeah. Halo takes it. And Golf Adventure Galaxy moves down to 37. Chelsea, how does it compare to Terranigma? A top-down action RPG-ish type game for the Super Nintendo. You talk to animals to rebuild the world or something. I don't know. It sounded cool, but also complicated, and I can never remember a good, snappy way to explain it. Uh, uh, Terranigma. All right. Crystal. Galaxy. I think I'm going to go with Terranigma, which moves golf down to 38 Crystal, how does it compare to One Night Hot Springs, a short piece of interactive fiction about, uh, I mean, a hot spring, but I think I want to make sure that I'm getting the details correct. Shit. Uh, the, the, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm, I am remembering this game, right? I didn't want to say what I thought it was about until I was sure. You're playing as uh, a young transgender woman who wants to join her friends at a hot spring in Japan, but doesn't want issues to come up due to the fact that she's trans. How do you vote, Crystal? That's a good premise for a video game, but how about the premise of Golf Adventure Galaxy, which is to escape <laughs> from the perilous golf galaxy? <laughs> That's a really good premise. <laughs> for Golf Galaxy. Lie. Chelsea? Uh, sorry, I'm sorry, I was texting something what what was it up against? uh one night hot springs oh one night hot springs i'm i'm weighing how much i like golf galaxy versus how much i want to be yelled at by fabby if she listens to this which i think she will i mean she loves the show yeah i'll go for one night hot springs 
The ghost of Fabi uh, has compelled you. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I will be cowed. Uh, oh, which means we actually have one more for it to go up against. Uh, oh, Chelsea, how does it compare to We Know the Devil? We talked about it already. <laughs> uh, we Know the Devil. Crystal. Golf Galaxy. I'm also going Golf Galaxy on this one. Which means that Golf Galaxy is placed at number 39, directly above We Know the Devil, directly below One Night Hot Springs. Congratulations to Golf Adventure Galaxy for breaking the top 50. Uh, Hitman 2016, no longer a top 50 game. That one stings. Oh, man, we fucked up. Yeah, we did. Uh, Breath of Fire 3, no longer a top 100 game. I I was kind of sold on that one when we placed it, but I also haven't played it myself, so, you know. Queen the Eye out of the top 200. Oh, shit. What? Fuck. We have messed up. Crystal, uh, what were you saying about maybe doing peer review earlier? Huh. Yeah, it seems like every episode we're like, we should peer review that. It seems like we're not going to have enough, enough people to do all the peer review we want to do. Ch- Chelsea, what what do you think about peer review early? My dream for peer review is have, like, somehow managed to wrangle a hundred people. <laughs> not in, like, a Skype call, <laughs> but, like... Like, like, find some way to uh, have a, some kind of voting system. You're saying we need our own, like, underground PAX panel where uh, that goes on for five hours and every audience member gets to submit a game for peer review. Yeah, what if we did, like, the Iowa that's what if That's what you're proposing. I, I have an idea. What if yeah. we did peer review and didn't record the process, but recorded the results? We did, like, that. We did, like, 50 people. We took out 50 games, got 50 people to vote on it, and just recorded, like, reported a podcast on the results of that. I don't know. I like the chaos. How, how, how many people did we have on the last one? Like, 17. Oh, wow. That was so many, though. <laughs> what, what are you trying to say, Crystal? I, I, I feel like you need to have some sort of recording to have accountability for the process. That is true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like fucking hell. But yes, I, I it doesn't need to be seventeen people on one call. We could split it up somehow. Uh it might need to be seventeen people on one call. I kinda loved that chaotic energy. It fueled me. Listen, I don't know. Part of me wants to stick to the rule of peer review only happens once every fifty episodes, and if the science shakes out in ways that seem wrong, well that's what science does sometimes. Peer review does need to happen, but it needs to be a rare occasion. We'll th- we'll think more about this though. Oh, now I remember peer review too. We we did that Excel, Google Excel document, right. where by the end of it, everyone was casting their votes in strange code. <laughs> yeah, uh huh. And I had to decode them in real time. And also, at least one person was very drunk. <laughs> I would say at least two or three. Yeah, yeah. I just remember Ava for sure. (laughs) Uh, Our next game is Hard Reset for Windows. Uh, This came out in 2011. And uh, Crystal, do you remember this game at all? I remember hearing of it. The main thing I remember about Hard Reset, it was like, oh, here's a bunch of, like, serious, uh, like, old-school first-person shooter developers, and they've made their own studio to come together to make... Like a real first-person shooter, not this baby shit they make these days with like 
aim assist and stuff. No, this is a hardcore game for hardcore dudes. I feel like one of these comes out every year. Was this the first one? <laughs> Possibly? I don't know. Let's see what Moby Game says. A hard reset is a first-person shooter aiming to be a throwback to the old school, spelled with a K, times, with spectacular explosions, hordes of monsters, and a variety of weapons. The game relies heavily on environmental hazards such as high-voltage boxes and exploding barrels, which the player must utilize to defeat large groups of foes. In this sci-fi setting, the player assumes the role of Madge Fle- or Major Fletcher, not <laughs> a, a soldier of a private military contractor responsible for the security of Bezor City, the last human-populated city on Earth. After humanity was driven to the brink of extinction by sentient machines. After a breach occurs, Fletcher must fight his way to defend the Sanctuary, a network that holds billions of digitized human minds. I love it. It's called Hard Reset because you shoot a lot of robots? This game seems like it might be stupid. (laughs) Yeah, I don't like it. What else did Flying Wild Hog do? That's the the developer here. They did Hard Reset, Hard Reset Extended Edition, Hard Reset Exile, Shadow Warrior, Juju, Hard Reset Redux, and their most recent release was Shadow Warrior 2 on 2016. Yeah, Flying Wild Hog is a Polish game development studio based in Warsaw. It was established in April 2009 by Thomas Baron. I'm going to butcher these Polish names, uh, Michael uh, Sustak and Claudius Zich, Zik, Zyk, I don't know, Z-Y-C-H, I'm sorry. The team developed its own 3D engine called Roadhog. In September 2011, the studio released its first title, the fast-paced first-person shooter Hard Reset, is expanded with free DLC, and the, the, nothing interesting here, nothing interesting at all. So half their games are this one? Yes. Okay. This doesn't that is even seem like a good one of these watching the gameplay. No? Like, I feel like uh, other games that they were kind of trying to beat us throughout this time, maybe like, uh, you remember Singularity? No, not really. And like uh, the that Wolfenstein game Raven made? Those are trying to kind of be a little more old school. I feel like they had more interesting yeah. ideas than this. It's got a 73% on Metacritic, so that's not nothing. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's, let's place hard reset. Uh, we're starting at number, no, wait, hold on. Uh, okay. We're starting at number 315. Once again, uh, Chelsea, how does hard reset compare to final fight guy? It's final fight, but you can play as guy instead of Cody. It was exclusive to blockbuster. What? (laughs) How does Hard Reset compare to Final Fight Guy? Final Fight Guy. Uh, Crystal. Final Fight Guy. All right. Yeah, Final Fight uh, takes it, and Hard Reset moves down to 474. Crystal, how does it compare to Matching Pair? Fucking what is Matching Oh, it's that bad anime Xbox Live indie game. Right, right, right. Matchy pair. All right, Chelsea. Uh, 
Yeah, magic pair. All right. <laughs> I thought hard reset at least beat this thing, but okay. <laughs> it's moving down to number 553. Uh, all right. Uh, Chelsea, how does it compare to game, 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 and again, game? An art game made by uh, that guy whose name I forgot. Hard forgotten. reset. All right. Uh, Crystal, how about you? I feel like game, 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 and again, game has uh, a better premise to it. Yeah. Crystal, I don't know if you listened to the live episode or watched it, but uh, we uh, we placed another one of this dude's games, and I looked up information about him. He's a tenured professor in Australia. He get like, all of these games we placed of his were, like, art games that he received thousands of dollars in grants in order to produce... Damn, thousands? Yeah, like, the one we placed was basically game, 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 and again, game, again. And it was, like, he got, like, a grant of $5,000 to make it. Okay, 5000 seems reasonable. Yeah. The more I learn about this person, the more I hate him. I, five, when you say $5,000 seems reasonable, in what, in what way is it reasonable to you? I feel like $5,000 divided by the amount of hours made to make that game is probably a reasonable wage. Maybe. Yeah, you might be right. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, you're voting for game? Yeah, game. All right, Chelsea? Hard reset. All right, that's one for each. Ah, uh, uh, I'll go for game, game, game. I guess. I guess. <laughs> They're about equal in my eyes. Uh, which moves hard reset down to 593. Chelsea, how does it compare to Robotron 64, a Nintendo 64 twin stick shooter, which if you want to use twin sticks in, you're going to need two controllers? Um, uh... That Robotron. All right, uh, Crystal. Robotron. Actually, the hard reset. Hard reset. Okay. Uh, Sorry, Crystal. Robotron. I'm also gonna go Robotron because you know what? Using two N64. Well, okay then. Rollers is cool. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it is. Uh, all right, that moves hard reset down to 613. Really getting down here. Uh, okay. Uh, Crystal, how does it compare to ZHP Unlosing Ranger versus Dark Death Evil Man, an isometric uh, dungeon crawler that we all thought was really cool until we found screenshots of shitty transphobic jokes, and also one of the localizers that worked on this game has told me to my face that we made the right call in placing it this low. Hard reset. Chelsea. Hard reset. Alright, hard reset finally gets a win. Uh, and moves up to 603. Uh, Chelsea has compared to Desert Speed Trap starring Roadrunner and Wiley e. Coyote, the original worst game of all time. It's a Sega Game Gear game where you're the fucking Roadrunner. You know, it's a platformer, etc. Roadrunner. Crystal. Wiley e. Coyote versus Roadrunner, I believe, uh, got so low because it didn't follow Chuck Jones's rules for the characters. That was part of mm-hmm. it, yeah. You know, and also I think people just f- really fucking hate the Game Gear or whatever it's on. <laughs> yeah, that too. I I like the second Master System. I'm gonna vote for Speed Trap. All right, I was gonna go hard reset on this one, but all right, 
Uh, notably, Hard Reset is now officially worse than Death Stranding. Something that's hard to be. Okay. okay. I feel like it's <laughs> I, Do you see where Death Stranding is on the list? Yeah, I think it's, you know... I, I was also disappointed by that game. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's yeah. good things about it. I was the biggest fan of it uh, when we placed it, and I only think it's okay at best. It it should be like at four oh two. That is probably more reasonable than six hundred. I'll Luke. give you that. Yeah, what's up, Chelsea? I'm sorry. Did you say you were the biggest uh, advocate for it when we place it? Yeah. No, you were absolutely not. That person in the audience was. <laughs> that one guy in the audience was a huge Death Stranding fan, and we uh, shortened his life by several years. Yes. Just screaming in anguish every time it got voted down. <laughs> I hope he's okay wherever he is. <laughs> Me too. Uh, anyway, uh, Chelsea, how does Hard Reset compare to Guitar Hero Van Halen? A Guitar Hero game with Van Halen songs and also other songs. Wasn't the problem that like it didn't really have a lot of Van Halen? It didn't have a ton like of Van Halen, and, and we felt like the it? other stuff on the track list was not even, like, in the spirit of Van Halen. Yeah. Um. Um. Guitar Hero. Crystal. Guitar Hero. All right. Guitar Hero takes it, and a hard reset goes down to number 610. Oh, okay, here we go. Crystal, how does it compare to Brink, a multiplayer shooter with parkour that everyone was super fucking excited for until it came out and turned out to suck? Yeah, I mean, this early access version of Titanfall is cool. I'll vote for Brink. <laughs> Chelsea. Um, hard reset. Alright, yeah. Ah, you know what? I, it, on paper, I like Brink better, but the people who've played hard reset seem to at least kind of like it. Which is not true for Brink, so I'll go for Hard Reset. <clears throat> which moves it up to 609 for one last round. Uh, Chelsea, how does it compare to Ride to Hell Retribution, an infamously terrible game about a bad biker guy? Um, Ride to Hell. <laughs> Crystal. Ride to Hell. Now, why is that? It's funny. All right, fair you know, enough. We have to judge the paratext along with the text. That's fair. If I'm going to talk about budge, then yeah, you're right. Paratext counts. Uh, in that case, Hard Reset is placed at number 610, directly above Brink, directly below Ride to Hell. Feels a little mean to me, but eh, I don't really care that much. <laughs> that means we just have one last game to talk about this evening. It is Brain Age. Train your brain in minutes a day. Uh, the... Nintendo DS sensation. Let's see what Moby Games has to say about it. <clears throat> Does your brain feel a little out of shape? Brain Age is what you need to shape up your mental thought processes. The game is inspired by the research of Professor Ryuta Kawashima, a prominent Japanese neuroscientist. Through years of researching the effects of performing, reading, and mathematical exercises, he has compiled simple tasks that will help to stimulate the brain. Designed to help people young and old to stay mentally sharp, Brain Age gives you quick mental tasks that will stimulate your prefrontal cortex. 
You'll start off by taking a test of what your current brain is at. The ideal age to shoot for is 20. To get your brain age to the mental sharpness of a 20-year-old, if you're not there yet, you'll need to fire up the game daily to do daily training. With the use of the stylus and touchscreen, or in some tests, the microphone, you will uh, go through tasks as fast as you can, like solving simple math problems, memorizing the placement of objects on the screen, memorizing a list of words and having to recall as many as you can, and more. As the days go by, the professor will unlock different puzzles for you to tackle to keep your gray matter as sharp as possible. You can jump into quick play to show your friends and family, or to just do a mental sharpening. Go into daily training to track your brain age, check out your progress on a graph, and do your daily training. Go to download and you compete against friends to see who can do math calculations the fastest. The US and European versions include Sudoku to also keep your brain in shape. Anyone play brain age but me? I didn't. Crystal, any brain age I in your life? I don't think I've ever actually played it, but I do fondly remember that year between mid-2006 and mid-2007 from the DS Lite to the iPhone where just everyone carried around the DS Lite with Brain Age. Yeah, yeah. I played Brain Age. I was just kind of taken with the novelty of it. I, okay. I am no scientist, and I am not going to be able to research this fast enough while we talk about it. I can't help but suspect that all the science behind it is bullshit. It's it's hard. Yeah, go ahead. It it probably has uh, a little too much scientism around it, but doing puzzles right, is probably yeah. good for you. Yeah, like I've definitely heard that like doing that kind of thing helps like Alzheimer patients and that kind of thing. I'm sure there's something to it, but I I don't know to what degree you can say like oh yeah you did the Stroop test every day for a week and that means that you're smarter than you would be otherwise you know. That said, I did go to uh, Professor Kawashima's uh, Wikipedia page, and there isn't, like, a tab for controversy or anything like that, you know? Let me look at brain age, maybe. Scientific effectiveness. Here we go. Uh, many neurologists recommend the game for prevention of dementia and Alzheimer's. Uh, Nintendo of America has refused to support any scientific claims as to the benefit of the game, stressing that they are an entertainment business. Uh, one study involved 600 Scottish students with one group of students who played 20 minutes of Brain Age before class daily for nine weeks and a control group that studied regularly. The students were tested at the beginning and end of the study. In the end, the group that played Brain Age improved test scores by 50%. The time to complete the test in the Brain Age group dropped by five minutes, and this improvement doubled that of the control group. Okay, I mean, that's one study, but that's that suggests there's maybe something to it, actually. Maybe I need to retract my previous statement. <laughs> it sounds like there might be at least something here. Yeah, I, I was gonna say I don't know if it makes you smarter. I think it's just supposed to make you like quick, quicker witted. I mean, they're saying that these kids both did the test faster and got better grades on it because they played Brain Age, and obviously that's only six hundred students. I don't know if that's a big enough sample size or whatever. Is the test the same but stuff least... as in Brain Age? Uh, they don't specify. It, no, no, it's just they're they're playing Brain Age for twenty minutes before doing before going to class, just their normal school class, hmm. and then they're all taking the same test at the end. So yeah, I don't know. Like that again. That's one study, but that at least maybe suggests that there's something to Brain Age actually. 
Also, I feel like it's Brain Age's fault that there's all those fucking ads for, like, luminosity, which isn't as much of a thing anymore, but it was for a while. Oh, yeah, luminosity. Yeah, that's just someone else trying to do Brain Age, but on the internet. I do like the framing of Brain Age, that it's like, oh, yeah, you got the brain of, like, a 50-year-old. You want a cool <laughs> young brain, buddy. Get on in here. Do some math. Yeah, I would suspect that uh, doing the things in Brain Age makes you better at doing the things in Brain Age, which includes some useful things like quick arithmetic in your head, but that probably true. doesn't make you better at, like, I don't know, being a doctor. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think the argument is that, like, by stimulating that part of your brain, like, that part of your brain is in charge of a lot of, like, complex thinking... And that, like, just by working it, it's like a muscle and you're developing it. I don't know. I got no idea. Anyway, I remember being fun. There's, you know, that's that's good. That's a good thing for a game to be. It's got Sudoku's yeah. in it, and those are all right. What were you saying, Chelsea? I just said, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Let's place it. I don't know. Uh, we are starting at... I will tell you soon. 319. That's where we're starting. Uh, Crystal, how does Brain Age compare to Street Fighter Cross Mega Man? The fan game where Mega Man's got to take on eight members of the Street Fighter cast. Uh, Street Fighter X Mega Man. Chelsea. Brain Age. I'll also go with Brain Age, I think. Sure, yeah. Yeah! Chelsea, how does Brain Age compare to game number 161? Final Fantasy X2, the uh, sequel to Final Fantasy X, where all the ladies from the party form a pop idol group. Brain Age. Crystal. Brain Age. Alright, Brain Age takes it and moves up. Uh, it's Brain Age is dropping by the second to number 80. Uh, oh, it's about to stop. Crystal, how's it compared to Onweegee, the parody Mario game where <laughs> Luigi smokes and has existential dread? I feel like that's the exact opposite of Brain Age. <laughs> Brain Age. Chelsea. Brain Age. All right, that is two for... Wait. Wait, oh, did you both say Brain Age? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, I thought Onweegee was going to be just a brick wall, but all right, it's moving up. Uh, Chelsea, how does Brain Age compare to 39 Golf Adventure Galaxy? You know, that one. <laughs> Golf Adventure Galaxy. All right. Uh, Gag. Crystal? In 2001, Ryuta Kawashima conducted a study at Tohoku University in Japan, claiming that frontal lobes are not stimulated during video game playing sessions. However, scientists widely dismissed his study after he claimed that the lack of stimulation could potentially stunt brain development and negatively affect people's ability to control their behavior. Kawashima found no direct evidence for permanent brain damage. Wow. So getting him to sponsor your game is is a real get. Yeah, huh, okay. Uh, gag or brain age? Brain age. All right, yeah, that's one for each. Oh, boy. <sighs> I guess Brain Age. Why not? I like both of these. 
Uh, that moves Brain Egypt to number 19. Crystal, how does it compare to Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask, a game where Link has to relive the same three days over and over to save a doomed country from a moon? Majora Mask. Chelsea. Major O Mask. <laughs> All right. Uh, Brain Age moves down to number 29. Uh, Chelsea, how does it compare to Halo 3, another game Crystal likes a lot? I'll pass. Okay, Crystal. Three. Coming back to you, Chelsea. I'll keep passing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. Uh, yeah, I'll vote for Halo. Uh, that moves Brain Age down to 34. Uh, Chelsea, how does it compare to Hitman 2, a game where you're a Hitman 2? Hitman. Crystal. Hitman 2, even though the Columbia level is extremely racist. Yeah, I I played that level once and haven't played it since. I don't remember a ton about it, but I believe what you're saying. It is every single stereotype about Columbia. Yeah, that is true, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brain age. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll still... Uh, Crystal, how does Brain Age compare to The Shiva, a point-and-click adventure game about a rabbi trying to solve a mystery related to a funeral? I forget the details. It seems cool, though. I need to play it. The Shiva. Chelsea. The Shiva. All right. Uh, that moves Brain Age down to 37. Chelsea, how's it compared to Terranigma? We talked about it. Um, Brain Age. All right, Crystal. Brain Age. All right, uh, Brain Age takes it, and I believe that means it's placed. Uh, yes, at number 37, directly above Terranigma, directly below the Shiva. Congratulations, Dr. Kawashima. Is, is he, is Ryuta Kawashima the most famous neurologist? Uh... I don't know any others. Famous, I I feel like there's gotta be. I can one. think of, I can I can think of three neurologists: Doctor Kawashima, Ben Carson, and that guy who looked like the doctor from Metal Gear Solid Five who wanted to do a head transplant. Google says Freud is a neurologist. I don't think that's true. I disagree. <laughs> was he actually? I or guess if he, he was, was a that's neurologist. Not what he's he did, known for? Yeah. Was he okay? It's not what he was known for. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, Beautiful Joe, no longer a top 50 game. Again, that stings. Oof. Oof, big one. Uh, and Everybody Dies, no longer a top 100 game. That's, I, I don't have a problem with that, I guess. <laughs> uh, and with that, we did it. We did a normal episode of this fucking podcast for the first time in months. Congratulations. Oh, probably Alwa Alzheimer. Oh, yeah, I mean, I don't know wow. him, but I know the disease he's named after, or that's named after him. That's that's how you get that immortality. Yeah. Uh, let's take a look at the bottom and top ten, uh, even though they haven't changed. Uh, the bottom ten, starting at number 626, Medal of Honor Warfighter. Number 627, Tommy's Air Shark. Number 628, Megamind the Blue Defender. Number 629, Under Zero. Number 630, Accordion Hero. 
Number 631, Minion Pregnancy. Number 632, Time of Silence. Number 633, Lucky Charms Memory Machine. Number 634, Mechanica. And number 635, the worst game of all time to our knowledge, South Park, The Stick of Truth. Meanwhile, uh, our top 10. At number 10, Pac-Man 2, The New Adventures. Oh, it's fallen so far. Hang on, Pac-Man. Never fall from number 10, please. <laughs> number 9, Portal 2. Number 8, Emergency Call Ambulance. Wee -wee -wee -wee. Number 7, Stark Raft. Number 6, Bug Fables, The Everlasting Sapling. Number 5, Pathologic. Number 4, Outer Wilds. Number 3, Undertale. Number 2, Paper Mario, The Thousand Year Door. And number 1, the greatest game of all time to our knowledge, Barbie Horse Adventures Wild Horse Rescue. Damn. <laughs> Missed having you on that live show, Crystal. Dr. Kawashima refused a 15 million euro <laughs> salary from Nintendo because he said he didn't Dang. earn it and he accepted a salary of 70,000 euros. You know, good on him. I guess. I don't care that much, actually. <laughs> He's used the royalties from the game to build two laboratories. Okay, neat. Uh, Crystal, you want to plug anything? Uh, play Pathologic 2. Hell yes, it's on Xbox Game Pass. Do it! Do it! You can play it on PC or Xbox, though. Sounds like the load times are real bad on Xbox. Yeah, do not play on Xbox. If you can avoid it. Like, have you played enough on PC to confirm the load times are better there? It is way better on PC. Okay, because I remember them being a little slow on PC, so I didn't know... When you said the load times were bad, I was like, yeah, they're kind of bad. I didn't know... It's still pretty choppy on PC, but uh, Xbox is yeah. barely playable. Wow, okay. I mean, that, in one hand, that doesn't surprise me. On the other hand, that's a bummer. Uh, Chelsea, you want to plug anything? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nitspecibus, and you can sometimes find me on the Audio Entropy Discord, uh, which you can join if you go to the Audio Entropy Twitter, and it should be the uh, pinned tweet. Yeah. Uh, as for me, you can find me on Twitter at SSJ Speed Racer. You can find this podcast alongside a whole bunch of others at AudioEntropy.com. Uh, such great shows as Strangers Fiction. Uh, an actual play RPG type deal. Thesaurus Wrecked, where they try to render the thesaurus a useless document. God bless them. Uh, what else? We got uh, Reprise Kids, where we talk about all the Spy Kids films. Uh, Teenagers with Attitude, a Power Rangers podcast that just recently started talking about Turbo. Uh, Skies of Academia, which I'm not sure if it'll be up yet, but me... And uh, Dustin, who was on the last episode, and Ashley have recorded about six hours of content about Kentucky Route Zero. So if you want to listen to us talk for way too fucking long about a game that I would, if we placed it on this show, I would throw a tantrum if it didn't get to number one. Uh, you can do that. Like I said, it, it might not be out yet. Keep an eye out for it. I'll tweet about it at SSJ Speed Racer. Yeah. You can uh, subscribe to this show on iTunes. 
Uh, if you really, really like it, head on over to AudioEntropy.com, click that motherfucking donut button. Give us some money to buy donuts. I ate a donut today. It was great. <laughs> uh, I think that's everything. Crystal, give us a sign-off. Uh, eat chip. Chelsea. So my sign-off isn't a fun catchphrase. It's more like a throwback to how this show used to end. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Go on. Uh, Luke, a few weeks ago, I believe Ashley linked you to a website called greatbigstuff.com. Yeah. Where you can buy novelty large items, like novelty super big 3D glasses or a novelty giant bullet that contains like cleaning supplies or something. Or oversized buttons that you can use as coasters. Right. And... (laughs) I've been. I was just glancing at the site while we were uh, talking about games that didn't really interest me very much. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> because my mind wanders. I'm sorry, but I did come across this listing, which is a whole lot of nothing. The bi- it, the description is the biggest nothing you've ever seen. What? That's right. It's absolutely nothing at all. Not a zero zelch. It costs a dollar. Yep, it costs a dollar for them to send you nothing. And I just thought that was interesting. The photos, it's just a child pointing to a white void, and then a woman holding up her hand with nothing in it. What the fuck are you doing, (laughs) greatbigstuff.com? It's rated four stars. <laughs> yeah. Which means people l- generally think it's pretty cool. You can get either a large nothing or a humongous nothing. Oh, the, hum- oh, the humongous nothing costs five dollars. Humongous nothing costs five dollars. <laughs> what the shit? <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I. Uh. Get us out of here, Luke. All right, well, my sign-off is just going to be, you reminded me of a great idea I had for a podcast sometime, a film criticism podcast, really just uh, critically eviscerating a filmmaker who's overrated by especially a certain type of film bro. Uh, It would be titled Tarantino, A New One. We'll see you next time on Let's Place. Glad we got that one on here. It was important. I thought I told you not to, but you have.